kid. I like dropping bombs, but my dad, he doesn't like dropping bucks. So, I've been beating pitchers with discounts bats from closeatbats.com. Just tell Max and Roy that the Playball Kids sent you, and they'll take as good a care of you as they have me since I was in Little League. Dustin, are you ready? Ready to go. Let's do it. Let's play ball. So let's just <laughs> get right into it. Uh, what is your baseball background, and what are you doing right now in baseball? Uh, so my baseball background um, kind of has me going to uh, Mount St. Mary's University in Maryland. Um, I played four years there. And I had a good, successful college career. I uh, went undrafted out of the mount and went on to play professional baseball for six-plus years. I played four years of independent baseball and then two years um, with the San, uh, in the San Diego Padres organization. So after that, I uh, retired from baseball and I went on to go coach back at my alma mater. So I, play, I coached two seasons at my uh, university uh, with the pitching staff there. And uh, after that, I kind of started location nation, really. I, I do run my own local business here in Maryland where I, I give pitching and hitting lessons, uh, which is Pete's Baseball Academy. But location nation is, uh, is this something that it's kind of like a nationwide message. It's kind of something trying to spread across to the country with pitchers. And uh, it kind of stemmed from the mount when I was coaching there. So today everyone's talking about velocity, uh, velocity development and pitching harder and faster. Your message seems to be more about the command and location of pitches. As an incoming freshman, I'm going to be a freshman next year into high school. How do we uh, prioritize um, our goal if we want to play in the next level? Do we want to throw harder or do we need more of that command and location of our pitches? I think a lot of that's a great question. I think a lot of that depends on who you're playing for, who you're playing in front of <laughs> in terms of like exposure and, and, and who's watching you play. Um, but I think it really, it varies, you know, it depends on who, who's playing, what their strategies are and what they, what they value, you know, in terms of playing at certain levels of the game, like in terms of like division one baseball, or even now, just like even some junior colleges and whatnot, uh, professional baseball, you know, usually you're going to have to meet a certain mile per hour. You know, there, there's going to be some type of uh rating there with, with where you need to be with a velocity, but I would say it's for me. It's important to work on everything because if you if you want to be a, an asset to a team, and, and you're playing in a game and you want to be successful in the sport, you're going to need to be able to apply whatever velocity you have, whether you throw slow or hard. So, ideally, we want to be able to do both. And uh, one of the things I like to work on with velocity, at least, is long toss because we can still work on hitting a target. So, um, I would say trying to balance your efforts as best you can. So is there a difference between high spin guys and low spin guys and consistency consistency in the zone, especially with the, uh, like me, I have a really high spin. Is there, uh, especially with like the high spin guys who have a, a lot of run on their ball? That's an awesome question. I think it's a tough question for me to answer because I don't have any information on that. So I don't have, uh, I don't have any data tracking where I'm tracking spin rates with my guys and their command, but um, I would venture to say, you know, it seems like the more I learn more about the, about spin rate and guys that produce different types of spin, um, I find that it's just it's it's kind of like part of it's a trait of what they can do. But I, if I was a, my gut response would be not it wouldn't impact your command. It's just kind of like what you are able to produce in terms of it's the same as like velocity. Like so, we can produce a certain speed, we should be able to command that. We produce a certain spin rate, we should be able to command that. So. Um, 
at the end of the day, it's hard for me to give you an act, a true answer, like with a more information behind it, because I haven't really done any studies or done any testing or experiments with guys with high spin rates and low spin rates and their ability to come in. So you posted a video on Twitter of you pitching with a blindfold on. By the way, I did try this this morning and I did get <laughs> 10 strikes. I did do it. Nice. <laughs> Why do you awesome. think it's such an important thing to know how to do uh, throwing blindfolded? And like I said, it is not as easy as it seems to do. <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that, the, I just posted that yesterday. And that, that was actually the first time in my life that I ever I ever did. I just thought it would be kind of like a cool post, really, just for fun. Um, but at the same time, you know, back when I was playing in, in San Diego, I had a pitcher come up to me. And his name was Keith Bell, who happened to be a really good closer uh, for the Padres at the time. And uh, I was going through my motion in, in the yoga room in uh, spring training, and he came up to me. He's like, you know, you, you do your motion pretty consistently, but can you do it blindfolded? And I thought to myself, I'm like, well, of course I could. Uh, but I, I didn't really ever try it until just uh, <laughs> just yesterday. And um, it wasn't really just going through the motion. It was it was actually going through the motion and throwing the ball. So, um, yeah, it's definitely very strange. Is it important for us to do? I mean, I feel like I was, I'm actually probably going to end up writing a blog on this because it really – heightens your other senses in terms of like how you're moving, what you're feeling. Um, it kind of, and it also makes <laughs> initially maybe a little sick because I couldn't, <laughs> I felt like I couldn't get my bearings straight. So, but at the same time, like I've done my motion over and over and over and over again, thousands of times. You know, I'm, I'm someone in my career who, who's had really good uh, command and really good skill. So I, I figured I would try with this if I could still replicate my skill without the visual aspect of it. So that's kind of where I'm going to go with that blog. But um, I think if anybody's trying to learn more about themselves and how they're moving and how they're feeling, it could be an interesting thing to experiment with. Do you feel like that type of thing is the same as trying to hit something that's like a different sound when you hit the type of target? Uh, what do you mean? How so? Can you elaborate? Uh, so when I did a, uh, Lance Wheeler's pigeon camps a few years ago, and he has, uh, you know, those... Uh, uh, clay pigeons that you try to shoot at so he yeah. has a bunch of those posted on like, a piece of wood and you try to hit it and you try to hear the sound of throwing like a strike is it kind of like okay. that where you're getting more senses into the same motion yeah yeah I guess yeah <laughs> just going off what I was feeling yesterday yeah I mean uh, for me it was like just trying to feel the, rep the repetitive state of it I mean there was a little bit more variance in what I was doing because I was also using some auditory feedback from the catcher if you watch the video or listen to the video closely. So I was still, I was still asking for feedback. I was still getting feedback. Um, sometimes I just heard it hit him. I heard it hit the glove and it just sounded good. And that just, and when he said strike, it just kind of like all resonated with me. So um, yeah, I mean, all of that kind of comes back into like how we feel, like how do we feel when we went through it? What did it feel like when it came out of our hand, like where it was? Um, but it is very interesting with, with, without the visual aspect. So I feel confident with location my uh, when I'm throwing my fastballs and my slider. But when I okay. change up, so my change up moves uh, in on the right hander. <clears throat> so what process do you think I can use to enhance my command of my change up or any of of my pitches? And just to clarify, you're right handed. Yes. Okay, so you're right. Your pitch fades and tails basically sinks. Yeah. In, into a righty. Okay. Do you throw it there? Are you, are you throwing, is it going there by accident? Is it going there like like? Is it, consistent that you just kind of miss there is that what you're trying to say uh i kind of try to throw it in more but it always doesn't go exactly where i'm trying to throw it so what's like the process i should try to think about 
or try to feel when I'm trying to command it to the right spot? Best advice for that would be like if you're getting if you have a pitch that has consistent movement, which it sounds like you're getting like some consistent fade on it, and you're kind of like not quite getting it to the spot that you want every time. Um, the biggest thing is going to be to one understand what your movement's doing if it's consistent, and then if it if it is that if you're able to determine that, then to potentially adjust your focal points. So for me, if I was throwing a as a righty righty, I'd probably throw my changeup low and away just to take advantage of the locational speed difference. With, uh, with like the timing change and reaction time, I would throw it outside, like low and away. So if I was getting like that type of run, I would try to throw it off the plate and then see if the movement would take it back to the corner, back to the glove. But the most important thing when, when you're working with any type of any type of spot, whether it's a fastball, a changeup, curveball, whatever pitch you throw, is just literally lots and lots of repetition and analyzing and getting the feedback after each pitch. It's not that you can't throw a good changeup or that it's not slow or that it's not moving. It's that you're trying to figure out how to make it more consistent or you're trying to get it to go to the same spot. So in order to do that, you got to just you have to keep kind of working through your reps, seeing how it's moving, making your adjustments, problem solve. You know, it's just it's a constant like grunt work type of thing where you're throwing it, you're analyzing, you're throwing it, you're analyzing it, and you're providing your own feedback. So um, I would say just lots of repetition where you're analyzing. So I tend to have a high strikeout to walk ratio. I believe it's a big part. I always throw hard for my age. Uh, but I also have focused on using a lot of my lower half uh, and being able to stabilize from foot to foot in my delivery. How important is it for kids to work on that ability to stabilize in their feet? I think it's superly important. Um, I, I mean, everything, all of our energy comes from the ground. Uh, all of the force that we're going to ever create with our throw is going to come out of the ground and how we, how we get it, grab that energy from it into our legs. So I think it's really important. I, I do some things with my guys when we start our lesson, when we start lesson and do instruction with like just vectors, just like trying to produce force, just standing still, just grabbing, pushing into the ground, and then kind of trying to do different things where we're kind of jumping in different directions and on our back leg and, and uh, leading with our hip. And, and all of that is super, is uh, very important, I think. So, I think for anybody learning how to pitch, you know, when they're wor- working through like fundamental parts of like pitching mechanics and motion and making sure they're getting that good, strong foundational idea of how they're using their legs and their core um, and using the ground is, is very, very important. What do you think is the best coaching advice you ever given or gotten? I would say that I, I actually tweeted probably twice a day. <laughs> So when I was in high school, it was like a one simple sentence, and it was pitching is all about location. And and I had to write it three times the the day that the that my pitching mentor we had he actually had us all in a classroom, and he said write this down. He's like pitching is like real estate; it's all about location. So I typically just say pitching is all about location, but you know, it really resonated with me because he was of major league pedigree and he was around major league pitchers like all the time because he was a major league bullpen catcher. So this is something that they talked about all the time. And it was something that they felt like made or broke their, their outings and their success. So I took that to heart and um, I became very proficient in that. So therefore, you know, while it seems like a simple sentence, um, anybody understanding that, okay, if pitching is what I'm doing, pitching is the action, you know, location is the most important part of that. Um, it could just really change the way that they focus on what they're doing. It changed their attention of what they're doing every time they throw the ball, whether they're playing catcher in a bullpen or in a game, it's about where you're throwing it. 
And uh, I would say that's probably the best advice I ever got. And I feel like I would like to think it's it's some good good advice to some guys that are uh, trying to be aspiring pitchers. Okay, final question here. What is either the best player you ever got to play against or ever got to coach? Best player I've ever played against? Or got any to level? Either one. Or coached? Okay. Um, I would say probably the best player I've ever played against. Uh, I mean, just looking at the way the game is kind of unfolded, it looks like probably Nolan Arnato pitched against him in, in the minor league. So he was a good hitter. He got a base hit off me. I only faced him once. But uh, he, he turned out to be a pretty darn good player. There was a lot of other guys in, in the minor league that I faced that were pretty good, but Nolan stands out. And um, as far as coached, I mean, probably the one there was one guy at Mount St. Mary's that, that adopted uh, some of the methods that we worked on, some of the stuff I've written in my book. And um, he's still playing professionally today. So he, he, he went on to graduate from the Mount. He's in his fourth year of independent ball. And um, he's 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 doing very he's been he's been very successful. He's just, he's just trying to get picked up. So his name is Vince Molesky. So uh, you can you can kind of follow him. He's a right-handed pitcher, and uh, he's been doing great. Everybody, go check out Dustin on his website, which is locationnation.com, or on his Twitter and Instagram, which are both the same t- location nation. And thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's Sammy here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, I would like to ask for your help. Tell me what questions you would like answered. If you could also take a moment to review the show, the algorithms are taking into account how many ratings and reviews I get. The more reviews, the more people they restore the podcast with. Thank you, Baseball Think Tank and MM3 2011 for the reviews this week. Don't forget to play ball, kid.